Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pemberley Podcast where uh, we are getting closer and closer to the event at Box, and I'm dreading it. It doesn't happen this episode, full no. disclosure. This is not the big sad episode, but the big sad episode is definitely coming it's up. Coming. Before we go and talk about the uh, events leading up to Box, we want to tell you guys a little bit about what we're reading and watching. I saw a movie the other day <laughs> for the fourth time. Wow. <laughs> Um, I forget. Did I talk about seeing Rocket Man previously? Probably. I feel like because I've been kind of watching it over the last month yeah. or so, <laughs> month and a half. Uh, yeah, Rocket Man about Ter- or, uh, sorry about Elton John starring Taron Egerton. For those of you who don't know, Taron Egerton and I are madly in love, but he doesn't know that I exist yet, which uh, is fine. Okay, it's fine. I'm not mad about it until we can be together. I'm just gonna keep seeing all of his movies and. That movie that he's in is Rocket Man. It is a good, like, I think that it's a pretty good movie, but I definitely, I've never seen a movie in the theater four times before. <laughs> and it's sure. just, it's because I love him. And I do think that he does a great job in it of just sort of portraying Elton John's life. And I have the soundtrack and it's very good. I don't want to break bad news to you, but when I did just search his name, the first thing, girlfriend, yeah. I do know about okay. her. They're not engaged. He's That's pretty. True. He's pretty available. Even celebrity couples who are married, eventually they just become available, which is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Taryn, if you're listening to this, God forbid anything ever happened between you and Emily. That's her name, right? Yep. Yep. You know, I just keep tabs. I'm around and you can email me. Or at the Pemberley, at the Pemberley podcast. podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And if Yolanda gets to it first, I'll be like, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, it's for me. <laughs> and I like how landlines used to be when yep. your friends would call you back in the day. And yeah. you're like, mom, get off the line. Kind of like that. Okay. But it's a great movie. And uh, if you love musicals, um, I think that it's a very good one. There's other really good looking guys in it. Richard Madden is in it. He's super That's good looking. True. Jamie Bell is in it. He's super good looking. I feel like he plays a really underrated role as Bernie Taupin, who like wrote the Elton John songs. And it's great. What are you reading or watching, Yolanda? Yeah. This is like an older thing, but it's an ongoing um, article series that Refinery29 does called Money Diaries. Basically, um, probably they started this like in 2015 or 16, but they wanted to start a way for women to talk about money and their finances, uh, just because I think there's always a negative connotation with how millennials in general spend money. So they wanted to see like, what are millennials actually spending their money on? Or like, what is the average, if there is an average salary that people are making in different cities? So it'll be like, this was a ridiculous example, but this woman makes $250,000. She lives in New York and she's only 25. They do this for a week and it goes like day one, 8 a.m. This is what what I did. 9 a.m. I'm doing this thing. I went to get breakfast and then I spent this amount, this amount of money. And so they kind of total up all of that and you kind of see at the end of it, the breakdown between food and drink, entertainment, home and health, 
clothes and beauty, transport, and other. And in this case, like, she spent most of her money on food and drink in this week. That would be me. I spend most of my money on just eating out. Yeah, I feel like that's where most of my money would also spend. What they say, money diaries are meant to reflect individual women's experiences. So they do highlight women in more suburban areas and and cities, but, like, Mm -hmm. always making sure, like, there's something, an interesting story to this. So I think it's a really interesting thing in general, but also it made we think like oh not that i would submit it for this but like if i were to keep track because i like i do like keep track of my finances and like what i'm spending i'm like oh i probably like shouldn't go out to eat every single day this week yeah that's something i'm like all right but like actual like getting down into like budget like spread i'm yeah you and i are the same in that regard because like I, the way that I calculate my finances is I'm like, just don't spend money until you're like hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, because everyone has like, you know, your bill, you know, you've got your rent and you've got your bills and then you've got, you know, the recurring payments that you make. Yeah. And you should be saving money. Yes. And, um, but then there's the fun stuff and the fun stuff, like I don't go overboard, uh, with fun stuff, Yeah, but definitely sometimes it's easier to just like, oops. Yep. I spent that much on what? (laughs) I love that other people are keeping track. I don't think I could ever bring myself to keep track to that detail. I I don't think like these women necessarily always keep track of their finances in this way. I think it's like, hey, we want a snapshot of what your a typical week in your life is like in how much you make and how much you spend and what your monthly bills and expenses are. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just like kind of a look into seven days from from that. Whether or not they actually keep up with their budget in that way afterward is like kind of up to them. But it does make you aware like, oh, I should be doing this too in in some way. I should be like making sure like I only spend this amount on on food and this Mm -hmm. amount on entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that Nightly uh, is definitely very good at. Yep. I feel like Emma... She's probably more like us. I think so. I'm not underwater. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not drowning, so I'm fine. She's like, no, I need this because my life will be better with this exact shirt in my life. (laughs) So... I, I mean, right now. <laughs> my dad tells me to make a spreadsheet. I don't do that. But he told me to stay out of credit card debt. And I've done that. All right. So there you go. Do what you got to do, people. Yeah. <laughs> go and we'll post the link to that in yeah. the uh, WordPress page. Yeah. I do wonder what a week in, Emma Pru- in Emma's life would be like. And seeing like this kind of snapshot of a week, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, because she's a spender. <laughs> I think yeah. she's someone who like sees a lot of emotional benefits from spending money and to her that is so worthwhile that she doesn't really think about not saving yeah whereas nightly is probably very like save unless you're starving right and then buy a granola bar i feel like they probably eat out a lot i don't think she cooks really she doesn't strike me as a cooker no and then she probably gets a lot of like clothes like just like pieces throughout the, but also the just month. nice pieces. Yeah. Like, Emma is she I think she, she invests in very specific yeah. things that are going to last a long time. Anyways, um, let's jump into the episodes at hand. Previously on Emma Approved, the Bachelor auction was a success. Now Emma Approved is taking on two major events. Can they handle it? Also, Harriet's car broke down and thankfully was rescued by the dashing Frank Churchill. Mm-hmm. Starting with episode 59, Car Crash, written by Angelique Hainis. Whence last we spoke about this, it was very, and I'm like, you know, I've seen this series before, but it was very obvious to me that the reason for the coincidental run-in between Harriet and Frank 
was because Frank is obviously secretly dating Jane and he was going to visit her. But his excuse yep. to Harriet was that he was going to do business things with business Maddie. Business reasons. At night? What are his At business night. reasons? It's so funny to me because, like I said, like Frank Churchill runs the kind of business where like he jets off to Germany at a moment's notice to save a deal. Right. And Maddie Bates has a whole sort of like event thrown in her honor and the clients that she gets are like not the rich people, but like mm-hmm. rich people adjacent. Like yeah. the sort of lesser wealthy people in their lives like Mm -hmm. and i'm like what business do you have with each other emma is starting to pair together harriet and frank because of this great magical rescue night that they had together and she's starting to think like you know harriet can make her own decisions she's an adult frank is gonna stop by with a gift for harriet that i had nothing to do with these are two adults making very separate decisions that are coming together, and I don't care because I have no influence over anything. And I am not <laughs> going to speak to anyone about anything. Yeah. But obviously in her head, she's like, Frank and Harriet are getting together, which I think comes as something of a relief to her because she thought Frank was going to confess, like, bleed his heart out to her. Right. Like, I love you. And now she's kind of real relieved now that she knows that she doesn't want him, that he wants... Harriet. And she's like, that'll fix Harriet. That'll put a bandaid on Harriet's heart and Frank's. Because that's where she keeps wondering, like, he stops by the office a lot. It's like, who is he there to see? She's like, well, okay, it's not me then. So it is Harriet. And she doesn't think that it's Jane at all. Like, she she it's doesn't perfect. put together the fact that he was on his way to see Jane, not Maddie, you know? Yep. Like, yep. She just, she only sees what she wants to see. Mm-hmm. And she's just way off in her assumptions again. And then Harriet has a very real moment with Emma. Yeah. Where she's like... I think that men, real, mature, worldly men, think of me as a little sister or something. But then they get into a discussion about a particu- the particular young man Harriet has in mind. They're talking about two very different men. Yes, because Emma starts to describe someone successful, handsome, who recently helped her, and all these like qualities that actually match up with Alex, Alex Knightley, mm-hmm. because Harriet has a big time major crush on Knightley, not mm-hmm. Frank. But because of where Emma's at, and she's like, yeah, he just rescued you, and suddenly you have all these feelings that make sense, and Frank's a great guy, and I don't want Frank to like me, and I don't like Frank, so I'm trying to push him off too onto Harriet, I think, in mm-hmm. a way. So they're talking about two different people, but they're both excited for each other yeah. <laughs> about this. Um, and then Emma says something uh, very interesting. She was like, decide how you feel about him when you know how he feels about you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where she was like, let his actions guide yours in yeah. a way. Which I think she kind of has already been doing for Nightly. Because she has. we talked oh, about yeah. this in our last episode. Like he was doing some shoulder touching and some compliments and some whatnot. And, and she and- was clocking those yeah and with that she was like oh he touched my shoulder so we're in love yeah we are betrothed (laughs) we we can be closer together okay that makes sense especially with this advice emma's now giving me all right i'm in (laughs) (laughs) cool um and then they're just like we won't even say his name like no say his name say Say it it don't save you so much so much heartache in the end harriet please so much miscommunication I mean, that was the base of why, like, the Elton Harry thing went over so badly was that 
Emma wasn't up front with, with Elton that like, I'm trying to set you up with Harriet, actually. And in his mind, he was like, I thought you were setting me up with you. Yeah. <laughs> so because they didn't say it, they didn't name the people they were being matched with or for. That's where like that whole thing was a total catastrophe. And this in explicitly saying we're not going to say his name. I'm like, have you not learned your lesson? This is where like, it's funny because I think Emma thinks that she has learned her lesson because she's like, right. The lesson I learned is not to meddle. She's still giving her unsolicited advice about how to win a man who Harriet believes is out of her league. That just kind of spirals out of control in its own right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. I can see how Emma thinks she's doing something differently here because with um, the Elton debacle, like they talked about him constantly. They were trying to figure out what he likes and what he wants and what he's looking for and like why she'd be good for him. It was all very specific she and uh, Harry and Emma had very open conversations about impressing him. Mm-hmm. And um, Emma's probably learned her lesson in terms of like, oh, I can't like push her towards people anymore. So I'm just going to let them do their own thing and I'm still going to give advice. But because they don't talk about who it is, she thinks she's being very specific and she's not. Nope. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. <laughs> That's go. like the number one lesson to take away from this. So then Alex comes in, he checks in on Harriet, makes sure like she's doing all right. Uh, She mentions the fact that like she just got like a quick tune up. She didn't like really do an overhaul on her car. So he offers to give um, his mechanics information and like get her a great deal. And in the meantime, you can ride to work with me. Are you sure that seems like a lot of trouble? No, I insist. I miss having a carpool buddy since Jane got her own car. You know, Harriet's seeing it as in a total different way. She's like, oh my goodness, Knightley is saving me. He's saving me all yeah. this money. He wants to take care of me and my car. And mm. he's going to pick me up. Like, he's so sweet. He's so thoughtful. But to Knightley, it's this very, like, logical, like, oh, don't do not do that. Like, make sure, like, take care of your car and yeah. I'll just pick you up. He doesn't see it as going out of his way because he's such a good guy. Right. And she sees it as, he's oh my gosh, he's giving me his... A mechanic's name. He's gonna drive me to and And I will say, there is something about like, we all sort of like think of cars as like something a guy takes care of. Sure. So when he's like taking that kind of an action off her plate, she does consider it a romantic gesture. Yeah, that would, I'm like just trying to think, like, imagine if like someone would like just offer all of that up and you're like, oh, I'd be thank blown you. away. I I'd hate going like, to the mechanic. Do, do I like them? I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? What is this? I hate going to the mechanic. I feel like they rip me off every time. And so if someone said, here's a guy I trust, I'd be like, it's like better than flowers. It's better than anything. (laughs) He's so, you know, Emma is just looking at this like, oh, look at Knightley being like the best guy in the whole world. Great big brother to to Harriet. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just like, she likes seeing their dynamic of Mm -hmm. like her little mentee. And her, you know, co-worker that, and friend mm-hmm. getting along, so. I mean, she also, like, she's known Alex for years. I think she knows that he'd do this for anyone. Yeah, definitely. So she it. doesn't see that potential cross in communication of, or, you know, miscommunication of, no, it's actually Alex is the one that Harriet is in love with, not Frank. Um, but... She's staying out of it to allow Harriet to make her own decisions. But, you know, I think Emma's still, like, pushing and nudging her along, especially with, like, the whole, we're not going to say his name, but, you know, you know that Emma's going to be checking in on progress of what's moving along with their relationship. The difference is she's kind of nudging her in the dark, which is more dangerous than when she was nudging Elton in a bright, really lit room, you know? (laughs) 
And then also I wanted to point out that um, Harriet came in late, you know, and she was like, oh, anything you want me to pick up? And Emma handed her that whole list and it's all Annie baby shower stuff. Mm -hmm. Harriet is kind of fully handling Annie's baby shower, which is great for Harriet because, you know, she's stepping up into a new kind of event and she's taking on that responsibility. But if Annie finds out (laughs) that Emma really had no hand in helping to plan any of it, Mm -hmm. I wonder how she'll feel about that. Yeah. With that, let's move on to episode 60, Ship Shape, written by Shauna Benson and Julie Benson. Frank is here and he's got a gift for Harriet. Yeah. Emma is very proud of the fact that she had nothing to do with it. Not only was it his idea, not mine, but I don't even know what it is. So there. Bet on that snarky nightly. So she's proud of the fact that she doesn't even know what the gift is. It's not something she approved. It's something out of Frank's own volition that he, out of the goodness of his heart, wants to stop by the office and wants to bring Harriet a gift. I do love that Emma's still like, gift equals goodness of his heart. Yeah. And not like, <laughs> I have an ulterior motive for hanging right. around. Yeah. Mm. So she is sitting down with Jane and they're going over the press release for this major Box Hill event. That isn't going to really reveal anything. And that's where like Jane's like trying to, she makes an effort to understand like Emma's perspective of like, why would you do this big splashy PR release about this event and not give any details? And, you know, Emma's explaining like, because it builds up, you know, builds up hype and builds up like excitement around it. Jane is trying to like understand a little more of Emma's perspective too, which sometimes Emma isn't always the best about doing that with Jane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I do like that previously Jane had suggested that they do get help for this event in general because both events are going on. And Emma is saying like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should bring in a temp. So I'm like, all right, growth. Emma. (laughs) Do the boring admin stuff so that Harriet can focus on her event planning. Exactly. And then. And then. Frank Churchill walks in. He strolls in. Mm -hmm. He does stroll. He has his little basket of of gifts and goodies for Harriet. But this very cute greeting between Frank and Jane. Jane immediately is all very bright and smiley. Mm -hmm. And he says, Good morning, Miss Fairfax. Good morning, Mr. Churchill. And I'm like, Emma, how are you not seeing this? It's right in front of you. You're blind. (laughs) He goes through their survival kit. Very sweet gift. And they talk about the fact that they're going to talk about the big secret that they're dealing with and he does drop in the information that he knows who the secret owner is. He gets himself into trouble. You mean that the one and only Mr. Pitt owns Box? How did you know that? What do you mean? You told me. I most certainly did not. I haven't told anyone. So I actually a screenshot, <laughs> a screenshot and we can include it. Notes. We can include it in the WordPress page because I thought this was the exact moment where you get all of the tension mm-hmm. of this episode because Frank reveals that he knows the who the owner is, and he is very quickly trying to backtrack everything because Emma's like, I've literally told no one. I've been told that no one knows, so how do you know? Yeah. And then he's like, maybe Annie told me. Oh, Annie told me. Ryan told me. And she's like, they don't even know. Maybe I dreamed it. You'd be surprised how often Emma approved and all its inhabitants have entered my dreams. Or possibly you just heard it from someone else. Jane jumps in and is also now trying to like smooth things over, being like, uh, maybe he, Mr. Pitt, told people. And so, yeah, this screenshot is really funny of like Frank being like, uh, and I can handle this. <laughs> I can put up this fire. Jane angry at Frank and Emma just like very 
confused and worried too because like this is a major event if word gets out if word gets leaked that who of who the owner is before they reveal it that does mean they lose momentum yeah so it makes sense that she's concerned um but it's just a very funny moment that plays out (laughs) well it's funny because obviously like Jane knows. And so she told her new boyfriend, Frank. Right. It's good to know that Jane can't keep her mouth shut. I know. <laughs> so much for confidentiality. Well, I think yeah. Jane can keep, kind of keep her mouth shut and Frank can't keep... Like, he admits that he knows in front he of the just, person who's not supposed to know anyone knows. <laughs> I know. He couldn't even pretend to be like, oh, who could it possibly be? And he just like... He wasn't thinking. He was happy to see his girlfriend and like mm-hmm. all this fun stuff mm-hmm. that they're in the honeymoon phase of their relationship. And he just blurts it out and without realizing it really. So, <laughs> so they're getting sloppy. Yeah. So then Jane is like, uh, I gotta go take care of some jam stuff. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, uh, we're all out of pineapple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're out of pineapple. Yeah. So she like rushes out because she is annoyed and mad at Frank. Knightley comes in, is surprised to see Frank there. And also not that happy to see him. Yeah, because Frank is trying to, like, distract Emma. He's like, look over here with the whole Mr. Pitt stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, maybe uh, Jane is uh, still trying to hide stuff from us, right? Mm-hmm. There's been no packages. Maybe I should go find out what what's that all about. And he's a little bit flirty with Emma, which, like, Alex sees, and he gets immediately annoyed by He's very jealous. Well, because what you put, you're like so good at like noticing those tiny details <laughs> in the video because there's a moment where Emma jokingly hits Frank and Knightley looks at the video like, did you see that? Like yeah. talking to us, the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like very funny. I I feel like Frank does this thing when he tries to overcompensate for the fact that, he, that he's hiding his relationship with Jane. He like flirts with Emma. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to get yourself in so yeah. much trouble, young man. Immediately tries to make an excuse to leave the room to go check on Jane because he's like, oh no, my girlfriend's mad at me. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Which just leaves Emma and Knightley in the room. He is very snarky, Knightley. He's very <laughs> passive aggressive, even of the way he's talking about Frank. He's like, why is Frank always here? We're not hairstylists. What does he want to see us for? No. I just, we used to bend over backwards to get him to return our calls. And now he's just here. Every time I look around, it's Frank, Frank, Frank. He's not happy about it. Mm-mm. He is jealous nightly. And Emma doesn't really pick up on that either. She doesn't pick up that he's jealous Mm-mm. or anything like that. She's just like, get over it. It's yeah, Frank. Like, he's just, he's our friend. What's wrong with having our friend hang around the office? So that's kind of where things are. We're still leading up to these two big events. Um, but we, I feel like kind of indirectly, we get confirmation about Frank and Jane's relationship. This is like the first real confirmation of it in a video it's been very under the radar it's literally been honestly like if i had not seen this series if i did not know the book right i don't think i would have put those things together they're slipping up they're messing up and this one i would have been like wait a minute are they together (laughs) (laughs) because i feel like they got sloppy and it's like they're uh they're in cahoots they are is what i would have noticed and i'm like wait a minute it's right in front of their eyes and they don't see it. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's go into the comments where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired, starting with Angels on Screen, who says, The drama. The drama. This is one case where I can completely understand Emma's blindness. Frank rescuing Harriet is a very reasonable reason for forming an infatuation with him. Unfortunately, Harriet was already infatuated with Alex. Goodness, Alex, do you have to be so darn chivalrous? Dang it. Ugh, I need some tea. 
I understand that very much. <laughs> it does make sense because like when kind of Emma pushes that fact on Harry of like, did he recently rescue you? She's trying to make that the, the car rescue thing. Yep. Onion Dust says, it's none of my business is one of the world's greatest lines. And I love it. Because it's <laughs> I think a lie. it's lies. Yeah, well, that's because yeah. it's a lie. Because it's, yeah. it took me a second to interpret that line. Because she's like, when Emma says, it's none of my business, she's like, mm, that's a laugh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth says, did Alex just say Jane got a new car? Hello? Frank's been showering her with gifts, it would appear. I love that they slipped that in. Also, I love that he was going to call Annie to make another bet. I like seeing... That Annie is his friend too. Mm. This is an assumption that I don't we I don't think we get confirmation of, but this person then is assuming that Frank bought Jane a car, which I don't know if we can really yeah, say that's a for sure thing. She did get a car, which is You mean a computer. Oh no, yeah, you mean a car. She got a car, so that's why she's no longer carpool buddies with Alex. Mm-hmm. As far as whether or not Frank got that car for her, we don't we can't really determine if that's true or not. I do like that that's a theory, but yeah. I will say, in LA, sometimes people just get here, they don't have cars, and then they're and like, then they crap, I thought I could do this, nope. <laughs> and I can't do it, so I'm going to get a car. For episode 60, Avec Rosa says, Mr. Pitt, as in Brad Pitt? We but have to assume so. There's not many other Pitts in the industry. Well, what's, <laughs> but what's really interesting is they don't call him Brad Pitt, right, they call they, him Mr. Pitt, like Mr. they're afraid Pitt. of copywriting his name or Maybe. something. <laughs> Eve says, Tyra did such a wonderful job as Jane in this episode. You can totally tell Jane is in love with Frank, but she's trying to hide it. Aww. Yeah, Tyra is doing so great in these episodes, especially because we've only seen her as, like, more serious and business focused. And now in this episode, we see her, like, so happy to see Frank and all. Yeah, in love. Uh, Bree says, don't mind me. I'm too busy looking at Jane's face and Knightley's arms. There were yes. a lot of comments around Knightley's polo shirt and being able to see his arms. Oh, I see. I yes, see. I see. I see. A lot of them. <laughs> Good to know. You know, the fangirls are observant. Yes. <laughs> and then Dreams and Lavender T says, I have no idea why, but I want to see Persuasion starring Jane and Frank. I do think their dynamic works really well in this yeah. series. So I think seeing them in another, like, romantic uh, comedy setting or anything like that would be great too. Make it happen, Pemberley Digital. (laughs) (laughs) It can still happen. Anything can happen. You know what? It doesn't need to be in the same universe. Just like forget the whole universe (laughs) 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 and just make persuasion with Tyra and Steven. You and I could do that. That's true. How hard could it be? We could just make (laughs) (laughs) We'll write it. We'll pitch it. Find some money. Yeah. Make it happen. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk. We'll talk. So I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, I'm Frank and Jane are a thing. We I'm glad that we finally unofficially have that confirmation. Yeah. We are at episode sixty. So next that time. That was our Darcy episode for yeah, uh, Lizzie Bennett Diaries. It was. It's a, it's a good sort of conflict climax point. Yes, definitely. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.